Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald, and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris. In today's show, I'll be investigating how the fashion industry is still keeping afloat and visible within the current restrictions, through a range of stories such as Olivier Teskin's homage to Milene Farmer, Diane Pernay's all-digital Asvov 12, and fashionable new exhibitions and lockdown designer diaries. Olivia Teskin's Spring-Summer 21 collection was represented as a tribute to the style of the iconic French singer Milene Farmer. Titled Horloge, his latest Paris Fashion Week offering paid homage to the Ange Rouge, who had a profound influence on Teskin's youth. His inspiration was referenced around the height of her 87-92 fame and taken from hits such as Sans Country Façon and L'Autre. Whilst revisiting his childhood during lockdown, Teskins explained that he was influenced by Reminisce within his Rue Remar Atelier loft, explaining, During confinement, I watched clips of Milene Farmer from that era and realised I have a lot of things in common to my aesthetic that came from her. It was interesting for me as an adult to dive back into that nostalgia. The silhouettes of his 21-piece spring-summer offering owed as much to the designer's propensities as they did to the chanteuse's personas. We saw presented a recognition of Farmer's 80s androgynous wave phase, which was embodied in the exquisitely tailored masculine cut grey suit, complete with high-waisted and fluid leg trousers. This look was juxtaposed next to looks such as high-collared voluminous blouses with references from the 17th century, such as Teskin's muted marigold silk ensemble, which danced on the boundaries of feminine flu and traditional tailoring to become a 40s-influenced staywear dress. Quoting, Actually, people used to tease me for being a little naff, for liking Milene Farmer, but she encompasses a lot of what the Teskin's woman represents. Guts, character, style and independence. Other characteristics of the collection saw Farmer's most sensual chapters represented by lavicious, slinky dress-slip dresses, embellished with an X and a coquettish taffa mini-dress that hinted the outline of an exposed garter at the hem. Within his retrospective, the Belgian Wonderkind selection of materials was also comprehensive, ranging from rich chenille velvet and luscious leather to organised organza and flowing fluid silks and flawless constructions. The palette of Laloche was mostly monochromatic or neutral, but with the occasional shot of deep red and powder tones. This offering, direct from Teiskin's Marie showroom, served as an affirmation that even in the time of live streaming industry events, fashion, like music, can only truly be experienced when it is lived live and performed at full volume. Renowned fashion talent Diane Pernay recently celebrated the 12th chapter of her internationally acclaimed 
a shaded view of Fashion Film Festival, ASVOF. Due to the current pandemic, the Sartorio Spectacular was broadcast online from the 6th to the 9th of October. Streaming from California's FNL Network, the four-day event saw over 40 films, 68 lockdown home movies, 11 documentaries and an industry tea room Zoom talk series. This featured an array of international artists and celebrated names such as Pulp Fiction's Oscar-winning writer Roger Avery, Gossip Girl's costume designer Eric Damon, art director Tim Yip and actress Maria Medeiros. Despite Asvov not having a physical presence, his virtual substitute was one of the most comprehensive to date and held no punches within its portfolio of visual decadence. First and foremost, the edition of the festival is about returning to the very essence of what Asvov is all about. By that I mean supporting talented, passionate young creatives who need and very much deserve a spotlight, Perny explained. We all know that opportunities are hard to come by this year, so my focus has been on trying to support the independent voices in fashion and film. Those who are inevitably at the sharp end of the crisis, by giving them even more space in the programme than usual. Although its delivery had changed, Asvov's raison d'etre hadn't, with the film's festival mission continuing to give a voice and an international platform to emerging visual and fashion talents. This philosophy was reinforced through Pernay by featuring six student films, as well as a collaboration with emerging student artist and designer platform Artsfred. This network itself has over 300,000 active followers. The pandemic also inspired Perny to commission her hashtag Lockdown Home Movies, which saw an array of independent artists directing short films during the lockdown. Speaking to Force magazine, Diane quoted, We've all heard the word resilience far too recently, but this roster of young and young at heart visionaries are the very embodiment of the word in my opinion. From stylist funeral tributes for a family member who perished while the filmmaker was in confinement, to the other side of the world and outrageous kitsch elegances and excesses from an imperial catwalk. The talented individuals who make Asvov 12 up are nothing if not defiant, and prove to me that we will overcome this surreal period of science fiction that we are living through each day. Within its main offering, Asvov's complete programme saw screenings for Jean-Paul Gaultier's final couture show, Jean-Luca Matares and Guillaume Thomas. Marie Noir, a short surreal film which was part of Marine Serre's spring-summer 2020 collection with Rick Farin and Claire Cotrin. A coming-of-age spaghetti western film entitled Spirit of Freedom by Molly Ledoux for Spencer Phipps and Catholic Fairy Tales an extravagant imaginary 3D catwalk which was part fantasy, part carnival and all talent. Maybe, with all this fledgling talent waiting to sprout during these darker days, the world isn't actually that bad, especially within the realms of Perdue's vision for fashion film.
Curfew or no, Paris has no shortage of fashionable new exhibitions. FIAC, the most important contemporary and modern art fair in Paris, typically delivers a similar experience to Paris Fashion Week. Constant visual stimulation, excessive schmoozing and personal style flaunting and corporate choreography. And in parallel, a non-pandemic world, it should have been taking place right now. Series collectors would have already descended on the Grand Palais to make their eye-wateringly expensive purchases. Everyone else would be attended to see, be seen and post their own curated selection. There would be giant installations erected throughout the city, temporarily attracting more attention than the historic monuments. At night, whether or not a 9pm curfew, the art scene would have been toggling between private dinners, parties and soirees, with many sponsored by luxury brands both inside and outside of Paris. Think of what you will of showing off. Several years ago, I jokingly dubbed the fair as a fiacalypse, and the cancellation of this edition marks another blow to the city's cultural and economic rhythms. But in typical Parisian realistancy, many of the city's gallerists and institutions have carried on with the fiac-related performing. The curfew did not present an abbreviated art crawl on Thursday evening, for instance, and several galleries have gone as far as recreating their stands within their own spaces. Independent satellite fairs are such as Asia Now, the Outsider Art Fair, Paris International and Salon de Normandie are welcoming visitors. And this weekend, the Grand Palais will be put use after all. Perotin has hidden 20 works by its artists, including Takahishi Mukarami, Daniel Arsham and JR throughout the space like a treasure hunt, with thousands of people booking time slots once word got out. As for new museum exhibitions, it just so happens that they are themed to satisfy a two-for-one fix for fashion and art. Some, such as Manry in Fashion, were initially programmed for earlier this year, only to be postponed until La Rentrée, September, and others, such as Gabriel Chanel Fashion, Manifesto, and the reopening of the Palais Galleria, has always been scheduled to overlap with Paris Fashion Week. Except, of course, organisers had probably hoped for a more international turnout. At the moment, when everything fashion-related feels loaded with existential comments, these seven exhibitions next stand like beacons of inspiration, creation and content. To some, they offer a brief escape from reality. Yet speaking personally, walking through them over the past few weeks has also been reassuring. For all their variety, each show demonstrates an appreciation for fashion that feels true and it feels long-lasting. Sarah Moon, Past Present Shortly before the show bout, Augustine Trapinar, the radio host known for his eloquent questioning, asked Sarah Moon what makes the perfect image, to which she replied. It's not about the technique, whether the image is blurry or clear, it's about whether it expresses something. Paradoxically, this non-choreographical retrospective of the 79-year-old photographer throws her characteristically broad side into sharp belief. Curated by Fanny Shulman, it compromises hundreds of nuanced stolen moments, black and white melancholic landscapes, 
and distinctive soft focus fashion images. The fashion firelight here is while Moon is largely associated with her work for Kasharel, her eye for Yoshi Yamahoto's poetic silhouettes, and the sober elegance of Carol Lagerfeld's Chanel designs throughout the 90s are the main standout points here. The exhibition runs from September the 18th through to January the 19th, 2021 at the Musée d'Art Moderne de Paris. Next up, it's Cindy Sherman's retrospective at the Foundation Louis Vuitton. Not to trivialise her extraordinary body of work, but it's impossible to walk through the show overseen by Suzanne Page and curators Marie-Laurie Berndac and Olivier Michelon without wondering where Cindy Sherman has kept her wardrobe over the past 45 years. Has she been taking constant end-to-end self-portraits? Well, in a respect to this, spaced perfectly through the vast galleries of the FLV, her photographs reveal her endless character range, her talent for expression and stylish flourish, while perhaps never revealing the real Cindy Sherman, the glamorous suburban housewife, high renaissance maiden, Nightmarish Clown, 1930s Screen Scar, she embodies them all and many, many more. The fashion highlight here is that if every image speaks to her understanding of fashion as a powerful extension of the self, then the show singles out many of her fashion series, starting with a portfolio for Interview magazine in 1983, with designs from Jean-Paul Gaultier and Comte de Garthong to her latest androgynous male projects, dressed in Stella McCartney's men's looks. Just past the halfway mark is a stunning series, originally destined for pop magazine, in which she's surrounded by the weeping landscapes of Iceland and Capri wearing Chanel suits. This slightly disturbing image from 1995 of two mass figures is on loan from Ralph Simmons' private collection. You can visit the collection from September the 23rd through to January the 1st, 2021 at Fondation Louis Vuitton. Man Ray in Fashion was first presented in Marseille last year. This exhibition was created by Javier Ray and introduces a few of Man Ray's surrealist works. His iron bellish spikes, the mobile constructed from clothes, before presenting his work for the fashion glosses on both sides of the Atlantic. These advertisements the famous Glassy Tears image, and his urbane society projects. As a mostly chronological representation of original photographs, modern reproductions, archive fashions and magazines, it recounts how the artist's meeting with Paul Poirot was one of the first many designer collections, namely Gabrielle Chanel, Madame Vionnet and Elsa Schiaparelli. The fashion highlight here is some of the dresses he photographed are showcased alongside their two-dimensional likenesses, the two Chanel evening silhouettes in golden champagne, a statuesque black number from V&A, also make an appearance. The exhibition is complete from September the 23rd through to January the 17th, 2021, and appears at the Musée de Luxembourg. What summer hailing is to be the Grand Dame of Paris for this season, Gabrielle Chanel's sellout Gabrielle Chanel Fashion Manifesto exhibition at the Palais Galliera. As director Miren Azaraz told Tina Isaac, my fellow Parisian contributors, last month, no one has ever seen so much Chanel ever 
in one place within the capital. As she reported, this is a resolutely ambitious exhibition that underscores how Gabrielle Chanel innovated over and over again. From sporty daywear to timeless evening creations, with detours through fragrance, accessories and costume jewellery. As for the manifesto aspect, Chanel told Elle magazine in 1957, having relaunched her couture house a few years earlier, that we always begin by making dresses of dreams, then we have to cut, trim or remove, but never add. The highlight of this exhibition for all the purity of design that comes through in such an expansive range of silhouettes is that there is something indescribably profound in the framed imprint of her at the start of the exhibition. It's also worth noting that the new lower level galleries considerably expand the exhibition space for fashion exhibitions, both present and future. The exhibition runs from the 1st of October through to the 14th of March 2020 at the Palais Galliera. From M Museum to another, MM Paris. Select works from graphic design practice and artistic studio MM Paris are currently on view at the Musée d'Orsay and the Musée des Arts Décoratives. While these interventions barely scratch the surface of Michael Amazlang and Matthias Ogunustiak's profile partnership, creating typography, logos and visual identity for luxury brands, the act is striking displays that coincide with the release of their new tome, M2M Paris, Volume 2. The fashion highlight here at the Musée d'Orsay has to be the new alphabet and their elaborate letters integrating portraits of contemporary stars, such as Katy Perry, Naomi Campbell, Javier Doal, plus, evidently, 23 others. They're all on view here for the first time as poster-sized prints, suspended within a sleek frame system and surrounded by Art Nouveau objects and furniture. Their work is both minimalist and maximist, explained co-curator Grau. In a way, the key to understanding what they do is that they are both those things. They are 19th century and they have both feet in the talent bank. Until the October the 13th to January the 10th, you can catch up with the 1MM Museum exhibition at the Musée d'Orsay and the Musée des Arts Décoratives. Luxus crosses civilizations and collapsing time. This exhibition examines the shifting notions of luxury embodied through an impressive array of objects and fashion. Curated by the museum's director, Olivier Gabet, it reimagines 10,000 years of luxury and is presented in partnership with the Louvre Abu Dhabi. Where some visitors might linger on the precious antiquities within the distant horizontal and historical sections, others will be drawn to more recent interpretations, whether they be gowns from Balenciaga or Joe Pei or a supreme Remoa suitcase. The fashion highlight here is a freeway toss-up between the beautifully restrained room titled The Strange Luxury of Nothing and is composed of furniture by Jean-Michel Franck and radically modern dresses for the 1930s by Chanel and Vionnet. A swatch of Cali linen lace tracing back to the 1690s and a small recreation of a Tiffany window display of a dock adorned with jewels was conceived by Jasper Johns in 1957. 
The word is everything, but luxury is not just a handbag. It's a fundamental question regarding civilization, and it's important to show this through different time periods. On that note, the Celine sculpture in bronze of the tote bag is served in platinum by Sylvie Fleury and is pretty awesome. The exhibition continues from the 15th of October through to May the 2nd, 2021 at the Musée des Arts Décoratifs. Matisse like a novel. If this week's debut of a major Matisse exhibition at the Centre Pompidou would have coincided with the opening of FIAC, it would most certainly draw throngs of admirers for months to come. The retrospective is somewhat erudite in concept, with nine chapters of sequences that take cue from a writer's interpretation of his work, Louis Aragon and Clément Greenberg amongst others. But it's entirely possible to visit the show under a completely different guise. The way Matisse collected, studied and rendered textiles, clothings and decorative motifs. He was very knowledgeable about fashion and textiles and he dressed with extreme care, confirmed curator Auriel Verdier. The fashion highlight here has to be everything. It's everywhere, from the artist's pencil sketches of jabots and pleats to La Blouse Romaine, a woman wearing an embroidered shirt that's said to have inspired Yves Saint Laurent back in 1981. One of the show's main attractions, the loan of Interieur All Aubergine, features no fashion, yet the arrangement of patterns and colours conjures the inspired textile mixing you'd expect from Dries van Noten, only with eggplants. You could do an exhibition that would be very serious, but also very joyful, on the question of Matisse and fashion. You have given me an idea, and it should happen. The inspiration started there, and the inspiration is presented here. The exhibition is open from the 21st of October through to the 22nd of February, 2021, at the Centre Georges Pompidou. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be taking a detailed look at the latest international fashion news, which is trending across this new season. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the latest news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean, as well as our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.